Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. Many of you know we just had a Reactive Redefined launch and we welcomed tons of new teams into Reactive Redefined. And I'm just so looking forward to getting to know everyone and supporting them on the Reactive Dog journeys. If you've been considering Reactive Redefined and maybe this wasn't the right time for you, Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment again in October. So I'm really looking forward to just getting to know a bunch of awesome people who just genuinely care so much about their reactive dogs. So in today's episode, I want to share some things that are happening in my relationship with my dog. So a lot of the feedback that I get over on Instagram from all of you awesome people is that you love how real I am about things. And that's just who I am as a person. Like I'm not really capable of like bullshitting or faking. (laughs) I just can't do it. It just feels so wrong. So I'm always really up up front and honest about what's happening in my relationship with my dogs. And I wanted to just give you some more insight into some things that have been happening um, in my relationship with Waylon in particular right now. So I've done several episodes about Spicy recently because she's the baby and we're raising her. And to be completely honest with you, Spicy is a pretty easy puppy. She has been doing some things that I don't love, but it's not the end of the world. And many of you have heard me talk about how Spicy is technically my husband's dog. And I think that that dynamic makes it easier for me to not be so attached to her behavior because, well, obviously she's still my dog. I'm still spending a lot of time and energy training her. I just don't feel like the same level of attachment to her behavior. I don't take it as personally. But then there's Waylon, (laughs) who I feel much more (laughs) attached to his behavior and personally responsible. And I want to see his behavior change. And Waylon and I have gone through um, a bit of a rough patch recently. And I wanted just to kind of share some more about that because While it seems crazy, right? Waylon is six. He's the adult dog. He shouldn't be the one that I'm having problems with. Waylon is Waylon, right? And life is life sometimes. And that has led to quite a bit of friction (laughs) between Waylon and I. And I wanted just to kind of be real and share what's been happening and kind of how we have been doing our best to work through it. So many of you saw over on Instagram, I posted that Waylon had a couple escapades in counter surfing because I left him alone and took spicy without him. And this is something that... (laughs) I don't know. I I just I didn't anticipate it being so difficult to deal with, but it has been. So long story short, Waylon got onto the counter and he ate a lot of things, a lot of things. And he was sick for he was sick for about a week, a week and a half. And because of that, right, he wasn't feeling good. We had to make some routine changes, right? So typically I hike Waylon twice a week. He gets a walk every other day and that's a good rhythm, right? That meets all of his needs. It's a pretty consistent thing. So Waylon... (laughs) 
ate a bunch of things off the counter, was sick for about a week, and that led to him not being able to hike regularly or exercise regularly because he wasn't feeling good. And it was it was kind of a rough week, right? You feel bad for the dude, like, oh my God, you still have horrible <laughs> diarrhea. Like, oh my God, are you ever going to be better? Um, and then he started to feel better and we started to kind of get back to our normal routine. And that was very, very difficult. So after he had kind of recovered from being sick, I took him on a hike, a hike. Um, it was me and Spicy and Waylon and my mom and Jasmine, which is pretty typical. Um, but this trail has a pretty high density of large wildlife, um, moose in particular. So I kept the dogs on leash for everyone's safety. And um, this is also a very busy trail that there are lots of um, other hikers. So the dogs had to be on their six foot leashes. And many of you know that Waylon has a long history of not tolerating being on leash very well. And while to be completely honest with you, I am really proud of everything I've taught him in the leash department. Hiking on a short leash on trails where there's a lot of wildlife and a lot of people is a recipe for very challenging <laughs> behavior from Waylon. So long story short, we did this trail and Waylon pulled so bad on the leash. Like I was so frustrated with him. Um, to add, you know, <laughs> some more, so, some more diversity to the situation. I had also, um, injured my neck. So I was kind of stiff and I was kind of short, uh, sore. So I wasn't, um, my full capable physical self either. And it was a very, very difficult hike. There were a lot of, um, to be completely honest with you, there was a lot of leash corrections. I was yanking on the leash a lot because he was driving me absolutely mad. And I was like, dude, you have to stop pulling. Like I can't physically handle the pulling. And he was just like, I haven't been feeling well. I haven't been out. I'm out. There's wildlife smells like neither of us were our best selves. So long story short, on this hike, um, things got really tense between the two of us. There was a lot of friction. There was a lot of me yanking on his leash. There was a lot of him pulling against it. There was a lot of me yelling at him. And, you know, while this is not behavior that I'm tremendously proud of, this is also life, okay? I am also human. Like, I also get frustrated with my dog. My dog gets frustrated with me. And we find ourselves in this really shitty point where, I'm being a dick, he is not responding, and it's just not going well. So that was kind of the, the start of all of this, right? So uh, we have gone on several hikes since then, and, you know, some more of the same, right? He was pulling on leash, it was pissing me off, I was yanking on the leash, I was yelling at him, and he was giving me the, I'm not going to pay attention to you because you're an asshole, which in his defense, I kind of deserved. And it was exhausting, right? It was like, it was about two weeks of like, I felt like, I had to be more uh, more forward, more intense, more um, firm with Waylon than I normally have to be, right? And it was exhausting. It was exhausting for the both of us. And because of that, right, we just, we weren't connecting, right? We weren't in sync like we typically are. And it was, I was feeling a lot of um, shame. I was feeling a lot of guilt of like, God, I'm such an asshole to Waylon and he doesn't deserve it. And then also on the other side of that, like, God, why is Waylon <laughs> such a, a dick? Why can't he just be easy, like spicy? And, you know, I, I went through a lot of things in my mind that weren't productive, right? And like I said, not that I'm terribly proud of my behavior, but I also want to be open and honest and upfront with you all that like, I am not immune to the frustrations of my dog's behavior. 
<laughs> right? And um, while Waylon has a lot of training and he does a lot of things well, if we are at odds like this, there's this level of friction and we are just not in sync at all, I really see a huge breakdown in his ability to respond to cues. So that's, you know, what was happening, right? Like he was pissed. I was pissed. I was having to use a lot more physical correction than I want or would suggest my clients to use. So I wanted, I want to kind of tell you where we're at and kind of how we got over that hurdle. So something that I definitely changed right away is um, I either <laughs> didn't bring spicy on the hike or um, my husband was there to take care of Spicy, right? So I made it so that I wasn't responsible for both dogs. Waylon has a long history of knowing if my attention is on another dog and using that as an opportunity to engage in behaviors that he wants that maybe I don't want him to engage in, right? So a lot of pulling and sniffing and eating gross things, right? So I, I set it up so that Waylon would have my sole focus, right? And I <laughs> did a lot of my own personal work, right? So I did a lot of breathing. I did a lot of meditating around his behavior. And I, I really tried to change my thoughts about what was happening, right? Literally just thinking like, Waylon is such a good dog. He has so much good training. I'm such a good trainer. We can do this together. Instead of, you know, some of the stories I was telling myself in my mind that were not productive, right? Waylon's an asshole. I'm a shitbag. Like those things... <laughs> are productive. Okay. Like we can come back from this. Right. So I changed my mindset. <laughs> I changed the things that I was thinking and I really worked on some of my own patience, right. Breathing through some things and being patient. Right. And something else I did is I reverted back to some of the foundational training. Right. So I kept a higher rate of reinforcement for him walking nicely. I did um, switch him to a longer leash. Right. And our neighborhood walks are typically pretty easy, right? He's really good. I don't have to worry about him too much. It's really the hikes, right? Where there's more distraction, there's more wildlife, the, the pulling and the frustrating behavior was happening. And that's something that we're typically doing like two to three times a week, right? So I had a couple of opportunities to take Waylon out by himself on a longer leash, change my mindset, change my attitude, and, um, you know, utilize more reinforcement and being patient with Waylon. And that has been wildly successful, <laughs> right? It's it's pretty incredible that all of the training is there. And a lot of times it's me, right? Like I'm actually the problem, right? So it's like, it's like the Taylor song, right? Like it's me, I'm the problem. It's me. It's, it's not necessarily Waylon, right? Like if I can get my shit together and I can be in a good headspace and I can be patient and I can, you know, do the training and the mechanics and the repetition that I need to do, Waylon can do it. He can show up. He can do what I need him to do. And something else that I worked on is I created a few more opportunities for Waylon to be off leash in safe areas, right? So he got a few more opportunities to run around off leash and do his thing. And then I also spent some more time at home, right? Just spending time with Waylon, right? Like when we were at odds for a couple of weeks, I wasn't really going out of my way to like pet Waylon or connect with him at home because to be honest, I was annoyed with him and I didn't really want to. And I think he was annoyed with me too because he wasn't really seeking out that attention. And over the last, like uh, over the last two weeks now, we both have been seeking out that connection more at home, right? Which is so, oh God, he's so sweet. It makes me want to cry because he's, he comes up and he's like, hey, do you want to pet me? I want to connect right now. And like, I want him to do that. I want him to be empowered to be like, hey, mama, I'd like your attention instead of like, ugh, I'm not going over there. She might yell at me or hit me or be a dick in some way. 
<laughs> and that has been really, really important for our relationship. Waylon is a dog who really enjoys physical touch. He likes attention. I joke he's kind of like a golden retriever in that way, right? Like he wants you to pet him a lot. He wants to be close to you. He wants to lick your face. He wants to hug you. He, he wants all of the booty scratches. And I've been spending a lot more time and energy connecting with him in that way. And it's been pretty beautiful, right? And that doesn't mean that I'm not still getting frustrated. That doesn't mean that Waylon is still not doing some things that I don't love, but it doesn't feel so heavy. It doesn't feel like it's happening so frequently. And I think that, you know, this is important for all of us to remember that, you know, there's just going to be ebbs and flows in our relationships with our dogs. But these are the things that have been really helpful for kind of like bringing me back to being in sync with Waylon, right? And Waylon and I have spent some time doing some things just me and him. And I really am realizing how important that is for him, how important that is for me, how important that is for our relationship, right? We're raising a young dog. I spend a lot of time with my friends and my family. So it's not very often that it gets to be just Waylon and I. And I've, I've really made an effort to spend more one-on-one time with him. And it's been hugely helpful for alleviating some of the frustrations that come up in other elements of our life, right? And We recently did a hike and Spicy came and it was busy and there was wildlife. And you know what? He walked so damn nicely on the leash and he did everything I asked of him. I didn't get frustrated with him. And it was just such a good reminder of like, we can do this, right? Like we can be successful in the environments that we need to be successful. We can be in sync. We can both get what we need out of the interactions and there doesn't have to be this friction, right? And, you know, something else that has has definitely been on my mind recently is that, you know, Waylon is a type of dog who personality-wise that he has pushed me to levels of frustration that I never thought possible. And, you know, that's okay. That's just who he is as a dog, but not all dogs are going to be like that, right? We had a previous generation of dogs that I never got that pissed at them, right? Because they had their own issues and fears and anxieties. And while Waylon is a sensitive boy, he doesn't have any major fears or major anxieties. And he's had really a pretty uh, cush life, so to speak. And because of that, he's very independent. He's very confident. And those are things that I desperately wanted when I had dogs that were so fearful and had like anxieties and stuff like that. And it's such good perspective for me to be like, Rachel, this is what you wanted in a dog and this is who you have. And you have to embrace him and enjoy him and not be mad at him for being confident and independent, which is what you wanted when you sought out this dog, right? And, you know, it just reminds me that every dog is an individual and certain dogs are going to do certain things and push you in certain ways and push it in certain buttons that other dogs wouldn't. And that's okay, right? But at the end of the day, Waylon has taught me so much. I have grown exponentially as a human being and that's a gift, right? And, you know, Waylon is six, right? Who knows? He could be halfway through his life, maybe further than halfway through his life. And I have to remind myself that even though these frictions happen and these tensions between us happen, I have to embrace every moment I have with him, right? Because when Waylon is gone, your girl is going to be real, real sad, right? Like life is just never going to be the same without him. So instead of being mad at him, I am choosing to just fiercely love Waylon, even though he's a giant pain in my ass sometimes, right? So 
I've kind of changed my mantra <laughs> surrounding my interactions with Waylon to just fiercely love him no matter how he behaves, right? Just to fiercely love him and know that it is okay to be mad at my dog sometimes, right? And it is okay to do things that I wouldn't suggest that my clients do to their, <laughs> to their dogs, but to, to not stay there for too long, right? And to take some deep breaths and enjoy Waylon for, for who he is and make sure that the situations that we're in are in our best interest and we're both getting what we want out of those and you know just seeking out just those quiet moments where I get to sit and he gets to give me a hug and I get to pet him we just get to be together okay so if you are listening right now and maybe you are in a similar situation with your dog where you're just like WTF like why why do you behave like this I feel like we're never gonna get there it's okay We all feel those things. Those are normal things, but there's a lot that you can do to change up how you think and feel and behave towards your dog. And that is going to go a long way in your dog being able to meet you in that same space so that you can feel like you're in sync. You can feel like you have that connection and that relationship with your dog so that you can be successful in your lives. All right, everyone, this is a short and sweet episode. I've got some really cool episodes coming at you in the future. I have a colleague. She's going to join me. We're going to talk about rescuing versus getting a dog from a breeder. I have an episode where I'm going to talk about the differences between training little dogs and big dogs. And if you have a podcast topic that you would like me to talk about that I haven't talked about yet, um, if you head over to the Disorderly Dogs website, there is a topic suggestion box that you can suggest that there. And then I have done a lot of episodes at this point, right? So if you're struggling with reactivity or um, puppies or stranger danger or um, an adolescent dog, a teenage dog, check out the search function on the disorderly dogs website. So that will help you find the episode that is probably going to be the most useful. Those of you who don't already follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, I post training tips, training inspiration almost every single day over there. And then I also have been really active over on adventure dog Academy on Instagram. So if you like to hike, camp, paddleboard, kayak, fish with your dog. I've been posting all kinds of useful stuff there too. And then um, if you are new to training and maybe you need some training support, we have tons of free trainings on the website, agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. So we have tons and tons of ways to support you. And um, if you like this podcast, do me a favor. We share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from it. If you haven't left a review, that is super helpful for positively reinforcing me and this podcast. It is a delight as always smooch those puppies for me have a beautiful weekend and i am already looking forward to the next episode thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the show if you need help with your dog's behavior you can learn more about our training services at a goodfeelingdogtraining.com we post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the instagram at a goodfeeling underscore nco If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.